0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fifth episode of the U.S. Arsenal podcast. Today on the podcast, we will be recapping the Arsenal versus Watford final match of the season in a game where we relegated Watford. I really like the sound of that, actually. We relegated Watford. And part of me feels a little bit sad because I am a big Elton John fan and Watford is his club. But in the same breath, these guys deserve to be in the championship. You know what they need? Watford need a little bit of cojones and hopefully they'll find those cojones somewhere in the championship. Too bad. You hate to see it. You hate to see a club go down. You hate to be the executioner. You hate to be swinging the axe to bring someone down. Couldn't have happened to a nicer team. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy in Troy Deeney. You just hate to see it. But anyways, I'm going to be joined by a great guest today. We're going to be recapping the match, looking forward to the FA Cup and giving some grades on players and the club in general this season. So folks, welcome to the U.S. Arsenal podcast. And on the podcast today, I am joined by Andrew Newman. Andrew, how are you?
1: I'm doing good today. Doing good today. Uh, Arsenal win is always a good day, you know?
0: It's a rare day lately, it feels like. (laughs) Well, not rare so much, but I don't know. It just feels elusive.
1: It it seems to come when we don't expect it. And then (laughs) when you expect it, it's a little bit harder to find.
0: (laughs) I mean, today we should have expected a victory, right? Playing relegation candidates at the time, Watford. Uh, I mean, this was a game that I thought we were going to win, and luckily we were able to do so. Not in the greatest fashion.
1: Uh, No, but uh, off of the back of the Villa loss, um, nothing surprises me anymore. And really, since I've been a fan of this club, nothing has has surprised me anymore in that sense. Right. Um,
0: But, uh, Andrew, I haven't asked this question to many of my guests yet. I don't think any, actually. But I am wondering, uh, and this is something that I'm going to start asking people at the top of the show. How did you become an Arsenal fan? Do you remember or was it just something you felt like you were born with?
1: Okay, so uh, I am originally Jamaican uh, and grew up in New York City. Uh, But football in my family has always been special, Uh, just something that we love to watch as a family. My parents watch, um, my dad never really had a team, but I played as a kid. Uh, he played as a kid in, into adulthood, just, uh, you know, casually. And when I started paying attention on TV, it was always Arsenal. Yep. Uh, Thierry Henry, Freddie Jungberg, uh, Patrick Vieira, that whole squad, uh, that whole squad around the invincible years, uh, was when I really started paying attention on TV and started playing video games, actually playing FIFA. Yep. And Arsenal is always the first team, you know? It's, uh, <laughs> they that, start with A. That is, They start with A, and it stays in your eyesight. And you're like, oh, Arsenal. Yeah, oh.
0: That is my basically exact story of how I became an Arsenal fan, minus the whole family thing. Um, right. But Arsenal being the first team, when you turn on FIFA, they start with A. Uh, <laughs> at the time, my brother and I just used to do uh arsenal versus chelsea and i was always arsenal i was always uh doing wind sprints with thierry henry so that's how that uh, came of course to be. and then eventually <laughs> you know you just started turning on the tv and they were on more often and uh yeah it, it grew from there but i wasn't really a fan until probably like 2006-7 mm-hmm. um so i missed the invincible years uh watching them on tv did you get to watch those or were you still like in the beginning stages
1: uh, in the beginning stages, but the brand of of football under 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 uh, Arsene Wenger, uh, the electricity, the kind of flair that you got, was also something that appealed to me. Yeah. Uh, so I really, really honed in on them, and then of course Thierry Henry turned out to be uh, my favorite player of all time. Yeah. And once you choose him, you got to choose the Arsenal. Right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>
0: But, uh, that's an awesome story. I mean, it is funny that it it seems like, uh, a lot of people have this similar thing. Like they started playing FIFA and Arsenal starts with a, it's just, (laughs) it's crazy how something (laughs) could blossom from that. Uh, but anyways, let's get into the game a little bit. This is after all the post-match of Arsenal versus Watford, bittersweet, our final game of the season, granted, probably the worst season I've ever watched Arsenal play, (laughs) um, But anyways, we came out first and foremost in our new kits. What are your thoughts on those new home kits?
1: I really like them. I'm not sure. I know I saw uh, they're supposed to be an homage to something. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, it says like
0: uh, our history back and forward. It's like the chevron stripes pointing forward and back. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Whatever they could make up, it doesn't matter because they look so damn good. Yeah. Just so good. Uh, very crisp, very classic, but also nuanced with the chevrons, as you mentioned. Right. Uh, very sharp.
0: I very like them a lot. Um, considering getting a Sacca jersey, I, I don't know who would you get on the back if you had to choose.
1: I just got the Banette, the bruised banana with Aubameyang on the back. Mm. Uh, I also have Torreira <laughs> uh,
0: on the back
1: of the the dark blue jersey. He he's gonna come good he will come good right. but I'm I'm feeling I have Lacazette already I'm feeling like I might have to go a really really obscure player and just go for Jaka because it <laughs> seems like he may never leave the club
0: Xhaka may, may be the best leave. player on the club uh, in terms of like importance <laughs> to the club and that's an insane thing to say but uh, it really is it might be true I mean but uh, anyways, let's get into <laughs> the lineup here. Arsenal started, um, and we had the classic front three of Laka, Abba, and Pepe. Behind that, we had Joe Willick. We had Granite Xhaka and Danny Ceballos. And then we had a back four, basically. We had Ainsley Maitland-Niles in over Hector Bellerin, who's suffering apparently an injury, um, probably just resting that for the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Holding in for Mustafi uh, Since Mustafi looks like he's going to be out For the rest of the season unfortunately And then we had David Luiz and Karen Tierney at left back uh, any, Anything that stood out To you in this lineup?
1: I don't know how I Feel with Maitland Niles at right back I would far Far prefer Bellerin any day of the week uh, yeah. Over Maitland Niles um, That being Said the rest of the back line, bar tierney does not give me much confidence holding i think over time will become a, a better center back choice but having him paired up with david louise really having anybody paired up with david louise back there right
0: it, it's difficult because
1: bar it's yes
0: i really like rob holding and i mean this was i mean i i wrote down a few things in this game as far as notes and Two or three of them is just like Rob Holding looks so shaky, and I have a mm-hmm. Rob Holding jersey. I got one after the 2017 FA Cup final because that man was the most impressive He's defender I, I had seen. Like to that point, and being so young and uh, just what a story he was back then. And then he was playing super well up until his injury, and from there, injury, I,
1: yes. Ugh, yes. I just
0: don't. I don't see the same Rob Holding. Not even like. Ten or twenty percent most of the time, and today I thought he was he was super, super shaky
1: he gives me pause, as you said, um, injuries really can change a player though, and it was his ACL no
0: yeah, it was yep him yeah. and in dollar <laughs> in the same time period basically
1: yes uh, it's always always such a difficult thing to come back from that you just you never know they could turn up and be 110%. Yeah, and They I mean, could turn up and be nothing like what they were before. And uh, I think we've seen a little bit worse of him since he's been back from injury. I would definitely take him in the lineup over, say, Mustafi, over Sokratis.
0: Uh, over Mustafi?
1: Over Mustafi.
0: Mm, I'm going to disagree with you there. I, I think Mustafi, since Arteta has joined, has been like excellent. The only like 20, 30 minutes he had that I've seen that's been old Mustafi was against Spurs when, you know, we were just pushing for a goal and he was just completely out of position and out of sorts. But uh, aside from that, I I think Mustafi has turned a corner under Arteta. I I think he needs to start if he's healthy.
1: I would probably start him and holding out of all of our center backs. David (laughs) Luiz is, he's well, he's David Luiz, right?
0: yeah I mean, you
1: it... saw it again today, honestly um at fault i I believe for both goals. The first goal definitely, mm. the second goal eh, he got shoved off of the ball, the second... from what I see, and then he just never came back.
0: yeah, I mean we're we're going to get to it, we're going to get to it, so hold your thoughts mm-hmm. on that. Well, all right uh anyway <laughs> <several>. anyways um <laughs> as far as the lineup goes I, I mean pretty standard i was glad that we saw the front three come out i think that this was mm-hmm. a good uh not a warm-up game but kind of for the fa cup to see them back in action all together danny ceballos needs to start granite jockin needs to start joe willock was the one that stood out obviously um because he's been a, a sub for basically every game
1: all the yes
0: and uh I I was surprised to see him start, and I was also very surprised to see a back four today. I, I think that's just because we had we've become out. so
1: accustomed. Yes, we become so accustomed to that three and the, the two wing backs that uh, <laughs> it's a bit shocking right. when you look at it. But uh,
0: I think no. that this team needs a back three, though. I, I mean, the back four strikes a lot of fear in me just because the conversation we were having we can't decide who our best center backs are. Right. And that, that must be like, I mean, I think Mikel Arteta knows who his best center backs are. And and sadly enough, I think that's Mustafi and David Luiz and potentially Pablo (laughs) Marie when he's healthy. Um, but won't be for a while. So the back three is needed. And I think we saw that today with how poor the two center backs played.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Holding ended up with a yellow, uh, who else did? Zaka. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> you begin to, someone needs to be brought in.
0: Yeah. Definitively. I, yeah. Center back more so than center defensive mid, I feel like right now.
1: I can take Zaka. I can, I can live with Zaka Um, if Torreira comes on the same, um, are they world-class? No. Are they serviceable? Are they good players to have on your team? Can they be a linchpin in a, in a match that you you have to win? Definitely. They can come in and do a job. I'm not...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that rings more true for Lucas Torreya. I think Granit Xhaka might be a better player than even I want to give him credit for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is super important. But anyways, let's get into the game a little bit here. So we had that back four. We had uh, Joe Willick in the center. And in the first half, uh, Arsenal basically score right away. Two minutes in, we get a penalty after a lengthy VAR check, our third pen only of the season. In 38 games, we had three penalties in the Premier League. <laughs> uh, and what feels like everyone else in the league had about 40, uh, especially Manchester United. And yes, didn't they have close to 20 penalties this year?
1: They had something on 14, 14, 15 around that,
0: which is one of it
1: is disgusting number. That's just about one every other game.
0: Yep. And uh, (laughs) it would be
1: great to find out what second, third and fourth place look like for that table, because (laughs) no one else so much. Oh, my God. I, I won't, I can't even get into, <laughs> I won't get into United. Don't,
0: don't you live with a Manchester United fan?
1: Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately at times, um, actually all the time. But, <laughs> but uh, uh,
0: anyways, Aubameyang <laughs> comes up, he sinks the penalty, puts him on 21 goals for the season, only two behind the golden boot, Jamie Vardy. And uh, after that, I had my first match note aside from the goal, and it was just shaky Rob Holding. And it started pretty early, right? Rob Holding wasn't looking great from the start of yeah. this game, I thought.
1: Yeah. Even before uh, everything happened towards the tail end of, of the first half with uh, Louise. Um, yeah, he – not inspiring. Uh, it really does come back to the injury and the not – knowing who we're going to start at center back, right?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I think Rob Holding, is, is he has to be the choice right now. I mean, Socrates hasn't played in forever. Kolasinac is, is, is not a
1: center back.
0: He is the he is worst defender we have on this team <laughs> by far. I mean, there's no debate. Say what you would like about David Luiz. David Luiz can have games like he did against City or Liverpool where he looks Very like um, one of the better defenders in the world, and then he can have games like today where he looks like the old dad of But But uh, Rob Holding is the second best center back on this team, uh, potentially aside from Kieran Tierney, who is not a center back, um, <laughs> but but actually might be the second best center back. So in a game that I was hoping for him would be uh, fairly not simple because we knew Watford were going to be all out attack mode because they needed a result here. Right. But we were probably hoping that this is going to be like a confidence game for him going into the FA Cup, probably going to be the starting center back because Mustafi's out. I was genuinely hoping that Rob Holding would have a great game.
1: Or at least a solid, not as worried game. At least if you rate him out of 10, you say, hopefully you get 6.57. Just something to hold on to boost the spirits a little bit knowing that hey big london derby match is coming fa cup final pressure time is here mm-hmm. we need you to step up and be uh uh accounted for when that game comes in today is not really it yeah not really what you're looking for heading into something that need that is going to promise us uh mm-hmm. european football yep next season
0: yep agreed and uh Someone who I thought showed up uh, and shows up every time I see him play was Kieran Tierney scores a goal in the 24th minute. And uh, I I thought he had an excellent game. And I I don't know if I've seen him put a foot wrong, basically, Uh, in the past. Like, I don't know, since the restart, he's just been incredible. Every time I see him play, what a defender he is.
1: Uh, Uh, Excellent. Down the left hand side, I personally feel were he not injured early part of the season, things could have been different even for, uh, Emery possibly. Mm. Um, he's a very, very capable left back and one that I hope to see stay here for quite some time. Cause we all know left backs are hard to find in the world at all. Uh, let alone in the premier league for the amount of money that people are going to be asking for. Mm. It's a very short list, uh, When you go down and say, who could I go out and pick up? And he fits the bill. I really hope that somebody in the future doesn't come in and just swipe him off our hands or he doesn't get disillusioned uh, playing Europa League, uh, trying to fight for fifth and sixth place. But hopefully, again, that won't be for too long. Uh, Very, very solid.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, not long after that, we had the Aubameyang bicycle kick over the head kick in the 33rd minute, which was, oh, how delicious was that?
1: Oh, I love I love a good bicycle kick. I love any kick uh, that results in a goal. Right. But I reserve special, special acclaim for anything where the player's body is not on the ground. Yeah. And and Aubameyang
0: (laughs) just makes things look so simple. He is just a stunning, stunning player. We need Aubameyang so desperately to sign, and (laughs) oh my God, he is—he scores at will sometimes. I mean, one of the criticisms I had of Aubameyang early on uh, in his Arsenal career was that he missed easy chances uh, more so than I thought he should. But sometimes uh, Aubameyang, like against City or today, he just produces the incredible and. I don't know if there's a better striker for this team. I really don't.
1: Oh, no. Bar none, um, you have to pay the man. You have to pay the man to keep him here. I don't see how things get better. Even at, what is he, 31? 30, will be 32, I think. You have to sign him two, three years. Yeah. yeah. At least it's important. It To lose him takes a big, big step back because... You stop and you think the things that really, really need fixing are all defensive, right? Yep. You look at the attack and you say, most days we're gonna turn up and you'll put two or three into the net with Obamayang, with Lacazette, with uh Inkechia, looks amazing, uh Willock the same Damn. Pepe.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, it, there's no question that the attack is is the strong point of this team, and the defense is what needs work. But Abamyang is a, he is stunning. Like you said, he it would be such a step back to lose him, especially the captain of the team. I feel like he is such a good yes. locker room person too. He seems friendly with everyone. Yes, uh, he is should be number one priority aside from any other signing. He is just wonderful. But. Anyways, let's keep going, and let's look uh, at the rest of my game notes. Oh, okay, here it is. It says, Open Game, Arsenal Counter. So that means that I thought this was a very open game, and Arsenal were playing on the counter, when I thought they should be controlling this game. And I think I sent out a tweet at some point, basically just wondering why, when we were 3-0 up, we were allowing Watford to just run all over us uh, and make this an end 10 game.
1: They handled a lot of the ball, especially during the uh, the second half. What are we doing? This is a side that you have now put to the sword. You're three and three nil up. Why are you letting them have so much of the ball?
0: Right. It's bizarre um, and not something you would expect of a Mikel Arteta coach. Arteta
1: led team, exactly. And
0: uh, I mean, I, I thought we were just kind of trying so hard to get a that golden boot that we were sending (laughs) everyone forward and then we would just have to hustle back and uh you know i wanted to see him get it in the end he ultimately didn't he fell one short
1: one short but
0: uh i I mean even so what what a season for a player of i I mean we shouldn't say his age because 29 30 however old he is is not really that old but no signs of slowing down another reason why we need to sign him for two three years like you said Um, but anyways, another thing that I wanted to mention from this first half was, uh, Joe Willick. And I I was wondering what your thoughts are on Joe Willick.
1: In terms of long-term, because I, I see him here for years. I see him here for years.
0: Yeah. Well, Um, I I think that's part of it. The
1: man has made me not, he makes me not miss the old Mesut Ozil, um, Hmm. he's a, I, we all know. Mesut has had problems. <laughs> right. We won't air them all out here, uh, but he can fit into that role and is also going to come back and help defensively, which is something that you could never ask Mezit or Zil to do, which is something that he's needed to do for years. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone has, to, you gotta, you gotta put in a shift on the, the defensive side of the ball. Um, players like that really don't exist anymore that you can say like a Ronaldinho who, you know, or to an extent, uh, Lionel Messi, uh, who, you know, is not gonna, they're gonna hang around, uh, top of the, top of the box, wait, pick up the ball, do something special, boom, goal, and you're up one nil and don't expect me to help when (laughs) everyone else is chasing behind the ball. Um, He's a worker, and I, I can't wait to see him age a little bit, um, kind of grow into the game, grow into the physicality a little bit more. I'm, I'm, he looks good for the future. Today, very good as well.
0: Yeah, I, I thought he played well today. I saw some folks on Twitter giving uh, Joe Willick a hard time, saying that he was anonymous. I didn't really feel that way. I, I thought in the second half, I didn't really see him touch the ball, but in the first half, I thought, um, kind of like you said, he was. He was getting back on defense. He got forward well a few times and he's one for the future. I think that's kind of where I am with Joe Willick. He's a high energy player, which we needed Arsenal desperately, Uh uh, especially in this system. And I think he does a lot well, but he's, he's ripe. And and I think the reason he plays so much is because we need someone to play in that spot uh, a fair amount with that energy. And, uh, I wasn't overly impressed with him today. I thought he did fine. Uh, it's, it's weird. We have this discussion every week, it feels like, on this podcast, or I bring it up every week to people, and, we, and everyone kind of lands on the same thing, like, yeah, he, he's good. He plays a lot for someone who's like middling. I, I think that's kind of where I'm at with him.
1: Uh, middling now but you know everyone is middling at some point in their career you just hope that they're playing for you when there's upside which is what I feel personally Uh, yeah
0: yeah I I think upside is uh is obviously a major factor with Joe Willick and why he plays so much because he brings a lot to the team now and if he refines his game a little bit I I think we have a, a great player on our hands
1: Especially for the system that it seems like Arteta wants to install. he fit right in perfectly.
0: Right. Uh, And then to finish off the first half, we had the Troy Dini penalty. And I know you had some thoughts on that. But my thoughts on this is just Arsenal are doing Arsenal things at the back. Rob Holding (laughs) gets the ball deep in his box. And for some reason, instead of passing it to the outside or just clearing the damn thing, which no Arsenal player wants to do, I get it. That's the system but sometimes you just need to fucking boot the ball and they'd never want to do it. Uh, Instead of doing that, Rob holding passes it into Danny Welbeck. uh, And I believe they pass around the box for a minute or two. uh, And David Luiz gives up a penalty right in front of Emiliano Martinez and uh, Troy Deeney slots at home. So you said that you thought David Luiz was at fault for this goal. And obviously yes, because he gives up the penalty. (laughs) <laughs> but, but my my target on this one, it's Rob Holding.
1: Really? I'm re watching it here. Um, Look at him pass the ball. Right. Look at him pass
0: the ball into Watford. I mean, this is all could have been avoided if you just kicked the damn thing out.
1: You're actually 100% <laughs> right. I did not notice this is the first time. What I do notice and have noticed a lot all season for all of the, the crap. That David Luiz gets, he's often, not all the time, but he's often the person left cleaning up the mistakes of other people and in that ends up giving away a penalty, ends up getting a red card, ends up whatever. Exactly. David, David Luiz is, is He should not be the person that you're looking to after the fact.
0: Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He... He was blamed initially. I blamed him initially for the Kalasnak mistake at Spurs. Um, and in this game, yes. he was blamed for giving up the penalty as well. It's. I mean, there are some times in David Louis, uh fashion, he just does David Luiz things like our first game after the restart Manchester City, both completely right. his fault. But uh, <laughs> this here today, I don't think we can really put the full blame on him. I think, like you said, you just cleaning up his teammates mistakes. And it's unfortunate that he is always the one to give away the pen.
1: Yeah. He's only trying to, you can't fault him for a lack of effort. This is (laughs) not something he is trying all the time. It may not always come off the way that we want it to, but he's trying all the time, which is why personally them giving him a new deal for a year, two years, however long it's going to be good locker room person, Mm-hmm. also very lovely hair it has to be said <laughs> it fits very well with the jersey the name takes up just <laughs> enough space on the jersey
0: aesthetically pleasing, Excellent person. Aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. <laughs> the best way to describe a, a player on your team is just aesthetically pleasing definitely can uh, be said for yeah. a few arsenal guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you you it's a shame it's a shame um that he has so often uh, to be to be cleaning up. and so He gets the brunt of it when it's not always his fault. It can be. It has been. It will be again. But um, if you pair him with somebody, I know it would never happen in a million years right now. You put him with somebody like uh, a Virgil, uh, Thiago Silva when he was at PSG, some a stronger, rugged center back who you can say, that is the person that's going to clean up everything. Yeah. He's going to walk through people he's not as much of a problem and he can offer you something going forward as well. So there,
0: there's, there's upside. To him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. A lot of upside for these players. We, we just need to see more of it. Um, but to start the second half, I thought Arsenal were on the back foot a little bit. Watford had a few big chances um, and, and just some poor defending that led to the second goal for Watford. I mean, Sar comes down that right wing really well. And I, I think Sar is a great player and uh, Kolasinac, I don't think, gets out far enough to him, sends in a cross, and Dava Louise and Rob Holding both not marking anyone. And uh, Danny Welbeck, oh, Danny Welbeck. I mean, I'm, I'm like, happy to see Danny Welbeck score because I love Danny Welbeck, but in, in the same breath, it's like, you just like Danny Welbeck score on me. <laughs> and, uh, and there are multiple chances for Danny Welbeck to score this game after that first goal, and luckily, uh, Emmy bailed us out a little bit. But on that second goal, I, I mean, I don't I don't know if there's someone to pinpoint who did a very bad job. I just think it was it was a combination of a good play and like lackadaisical defense by Klasenak, David Luiz and holding
1: and holding. Yeah, the trio of death at that Seriously. moment. Um, Klasenak doesn't do enough. David Luiz, he gets a little shove from well back in the back when you watch, but Luis then turns absolutely off. It's as if he pushed a button on his back and he sits <laughs> there and ball watches as the ball comes in and holding, you have to be in front of, of Welbeck at that point, yeah. Yeah. seeing that it's, it, it's all in front of you. Um, but Arsenal, gonna Arsenal. <laughs> in fact, I really think you should just allow for one of those goals again, get it out <laughs> of the way early, get shouted at, and then everyone can move on. Right. Yeah. It'll save you time because, you know, it's going to happen. And then everyone can come together, coalesce, and we can move forward afterward. Right.
0: <laughs> we, should, we should just have a uh, a one goal allotment for every team who plays us that they, exactly. they're allowed to score yeah, exactly. that goal. Uh, but after that, I mean, Watford were really on the front foot for basically the entire second half, had a ton of mm-hmm. chances to score. Emmy bailed us out a few times. Um, the one save that really st- stood out was. Well, back right in front of the goal, Rob Holden completely not marking him and uh, does that back heel. Emmy comes across seemingly from the other side of the goal and slaps it away. What a player Emmy Martinez is! Love him. Um, I ask everyone every podcast because it's a question that keeps coming up Who's your starter next season? Is it Leno or is it Emmy who has been incredible?
1: Oh boy, um, you have to see. Well, I, huh.
0: each week it you becomes more difficult of a question.
1: Yes, yes, by far. But it's, um, it's
0: burned, right? Uh... Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on merit, on, when you take everything into account, it has to be, right? But then what do you do with, with Emmy?
0: Hopefully keep I don't, him. I mean...
1: That is the hope. I don't know that if I was him at this club the amount of time that I have been here... And then coming in after somebody in front of me has gotten injured, playing the way I did. Yeah. Do I want to stay? Do I want to go does he want to go on loan again? I think he said the last time he left on loan, he did not want to leave the club again.
0: Right. He said it would be his last. Yeah. I just I just wonder if if he's okay with being the backup guy. I mean, it doesn't seem like it.
1: I wouldn't be but I have a, a very large ego. So
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there are
0: him, a lot of cup competitions though. I mean, there's a lot of places where he would play.
1: This is true. But then of course, that's again, banking on us getting into Europa League.
0: Right. Right. That I is think true.
1: if he's, if we're in Europa League, different story, I can sit around and play Europa League matches, FA cup matches, Carling cup, whatever the league cup is being called now. Mm-hmm. Um, fine with that essentially hope to prove my worth a little bit more and then you know you ush the starting goalkeeper out of the door yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, i mean it is a debate i still think it's burn leno's job i don't think you should lose your job after you get injured um and especially because i think burn leno was second best goalkeeper uh in the premier league this year behind probably allison uh before the restart um right but uh aside from that i mean a lot, of, a lot of chances for Watford, like I said. And then we had a few chances going forward. Eddie had one where he toasted some of the Watford defenders, tried to force it to Aubameyang. As he, he had to because I think Aubameyang, to. Aubameyang wanted He's to like, strangle someone because he wanted that me. goal.
1: Exactly. Feed me the ball.
0: He wanted it so badly, which I love. And, um, you know, Eddie probably would have scored that, but everyone knew he was passing to Aubameyang. He had to. And, um, yeah, aside from that, I mean, Arsenal squeak out the game. It wasn't convincing defensively. Uh, midfield wasn't convincing. But when is it ever? Right. I mean, un- unless we play Liverpool or Manchester City, the only times we play convincingly apparently, <laughs> um, which is it should be the opposite. And uh, I, I think Danny Ceballos was fantastic again this game. I, I think he should be, aside from signing Aubameyang, uh to another contract, he should be our number one priority for a signing. Forget Thomas Party, forget uh, Upa Mekano or whoever else you want to sign. Danny Ceballos mm-hmm. is looking like a must sign.
1: It's it, imperative, I feel. I, I'm right, with the, right there with you. Yeah. Um,
0: He's been stunning.
1: Man, and he was pretty much gone under uh, Emery towards yeah. the end, um, which says a lot more about it. I, I won't even get into it. I, I, I can't. <laughs> That's, it's He's
0: Valencia's needed. problem now.
1: Has he gone back to Valencia?
0: Yes, he has.
1: Ah, he'll probably win the Europa League with them. Actually. <laughs> probably,
0: actually. <guaranteed. laughs> but yeah, Danny he, is awesome. <laughs> and I think he has been... Um, the best player for Arsenal since the restart. I think I've said that about a few people, but he's the one.
1: Him for me personally, him and then, uh, Emmy, Emmy has done, uh, yeah, more than his fair share.
0: That is very true. Very, very true. But, uh, aside from that, you know, we go on to win the game. Watford get relegated. Ah, shucks. Watford gets relegated. Who cares? Uh, send him to the championship. <laughs> bon voyage Watford. Hopefully Danny Welbeck signs with some other premier league teams. So we get to see him play a little bit more. And um, just going on from there, and before we get into the FA Cup final predictions, I'm going to give an official prediction today. I've teased it for the past, like, two weeks now. Um, (laughs) I wanted to ask you two questions, and the first one will be, what would you grade this season if you were a teacher? Are you a teacher, by the way? I I feel like... I I, I
1: am not. I am not. I can tutor... My pants up. Okay. <laughs> but teaching full on? No, no, no. All
0: right. I, I isn't uh I think your your girlfriend is a professor, right? She is. Okay. She is. Maybe that's why I think
1: I... it might be rubbing off on me a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you were gonna put your professor hat on and you were gonna grade this season for Arsenal, thinking in the back of your mind that I'll give you two scenarios actually. What is your grade if we win the FA Cup? What is your grade if we do not win the FA Cup for this season?
1: Cool. Uh, if we win, I'll start positive. I will say a B. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a B. Okay. Um, if we lose and no Europa League football, C+. Plus.
0: C+. Plus. That seems a little bit high to me for an I eighth feel, place finish.
1: I feel like I have rose-colored glasses on from seeing the back half and seeing what they what they're capable of doing it gives me a little bit more hope uh for next season
0: yeah yeah i I mean i understand that i understand being hopeful i fully believe in arteta and it sounds like you're a a fan of his as well right i am yeah and and any arsenal fan can see that we've improved drastically since he's came I, i don't think that's uh unfair to unai emery to say but uh, yeah, it, it's difficult because I think if we win a trophy and we salvage a Europa League place, we get silverware in a season where we have been so bad at. We, we, we've, we've had exactly. some real lows this season. I think if we can win a trophy, that is just a, a statement for this team and a statement from Mikel Arteta. If that's exactly. the case, that's the case. I'm actually. Go, go ahead. Sorry. I'm
1: sorry. Uh, especially given who they've beaten to get to that trophy.
0: Right. Yeah, it's not will, been an easy road.
1: I will take that any day of the week. We were not out here beating Fulham. Right. <laughs> we weren't out here beating, you know, Charlton to get to the, to the FA Cup final. Yeah. Um, I will take trophies and silverware any day of the week, given that we are so devoid of them, apart from the couple FA Cups that we've had since. The mid-naughties, you know. <laughs> um, right. You have to take it.
0: Right. Uh, I think for me, if we were to win the FA Cup, I think a B is a fair grade considering how poor we've been in the league, how poor we were in the Europa League this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, in the end, if we were to win a trophy at, at Massive, and I think the FA Cup isn't a trophy to shake your nose at, um, if Arsenal weren't going to the final, I would, I would be bashing the FA Cup. <laughs> um, but no, the FA the FA Cup is a real trophy. It's a trophy that teams want to win. So I, I think it does mean a lot. And uh, if we were to not win the FA Cup, which won't happen, I, I'd have to give a D just because it, <laughs> we've had some of the, the lowest lows I've seen as an Arsenal fan this year. So uh, hoping that won't be the case. And, and I, I think the reason why your C-plus is – I said hi originally, but thinking about it just a little bit more, I, I think you're right about having the, uh, the rose tinted glasses on where you can look forward a little bit and say, at least we've made some progress.
1: Right. Right. I would have given the early part of the season an F.
0: yes, pretty much sure. anything
1: before, before they uh, started winning a little bit right before they, they cut everything off for the virus. Yeah. Um, it had started to turn around then, and then, of course, you come back, you lose the city straight away. Back to F. Uh, <laughs> um, but looking at it, recency bias, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Again, what you said, coming from the lows that you've come from, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's looking better.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And uh, same question, but no, uh, no multiple choice here. This is just, who has been your player of the season for Arsenal?
1: Uh, If I could give it to a position, I'd give it just to the goalkeeper, whoever has mm. been in net. Um,
0: I like that answer, actually. I like that answer a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Leno, obviously, as far as I'm concerned, player of the season prior to the stoppage. And then Martinez, by and large, since uh, Leno got injured. So give it to the goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, they can share that one. That's, that is a great answer. I think that's better than any answer I'm going to give. Um, I think, I think Abamyang um, is the easy answer just because you know he's our top scorer, almost won the Golden Red. Boot again, uh, captain of the club, and Abamiang is just a constant. No, he never um, really dropped from the team unless he's played ten games in a row and is exhausted. Um, he's always amazing. But uh, I guess aside from him, my player of the season, the player that has impressed me the most and I am so, so, so excited for, Bakayo Saka. Um, yes. Just yes. incredible, man. I can't wait to watch him play every week. Um, and he is just going to be a star, I feel like, for a long, long time. So, And this was his breakout year, really. So I, I think aside from Aubameyang, it's Saka for me
1: if you had to get, that would be a young player we're going to say young player of the year pfa young player yeah. of the year <laughs> okay.
0: uh, yeah that's fair that's fair and then the goalkeepers of course like you said and and they've just been stunning they've been the saving grace for arsenal really throughout this entire year and they've had a lot to do with that defense
1: exactly but high workload and keeping up with it
0: that's for sure but anyways uh let's end the show and give our fa cup predictions so we we've talked about this the past two episodes of the podcast, I believe, um, with each guest. Our game is in six days now, twelve thirty p.m. Eastern time. We will be playing Chelsea in the FA Cup final. Chelsea haven't lost to Arsenal in our oh. last three meetings. A little bit concerning, but 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 I said last week, um, I think Arsenal should have and could have beaten Chelsea the two times we played them this year. Yes. So in saying all this. What do you think is going to happen in this FA Cup final?
1: Uh, Chelsea will score. I'm going to say that. Um, That being said, I feel like the scoreline we saw today may return. And (laughs) 3-2 to the Arsenal. Love it. Uh, Aubameyang with one. Lacazette with one and an own goal from whoever starts in goal from <laughs> Chelsea <laughs> to give us the victory.
0: Kepa or Willy Caballero is going to bicycle kick the ball into their own net for us to win the <laughs> FA Cup. Um, I, I like that 3-2 prediction. I think there are going to be goals. I think both teams have very, very suspect defenses, uh, yes. especially Chelsea lately. I know they, they got a clean sheet today. Uh they dropped Keppa today, by the way. They didn't start Keppa, which I thought was awesome. I did see
1: that. Uh, um he's gone. He's gone. Out he's
0: horrific. There's absolutely
1: no way he stays at the club.
0: He is a horrific goalkeeper. Uh he's almost David De Gea bad.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> that's high that's high praise. Yeah. Or low praise. Low praise, yeah.
0: <laughs> and um all right, so you say three two I think we're going to get a 2-1 victory from Arsenal. My official prediction uh, is 2-1. My reverse jinx prediction is 2-1 the other way. So, (laughs) uh, I think we're going to get two from Aubameyang. I think that's what it's going to be, just like the City game. And I think we're going to have to defend Mm -hmm. and defend like we did against City and Liverpool to hold on to that lead. Um, I just hope we score first. That is my hope for this game. I think it matters so much for this team to score first. So, uh, fingers crossed, we will be able to get a victory, and next podcast we'll be able to celebrate. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't feel scared of Chelsea uh, as I would of uh, like playing Manchester City, like we did the right. week, week before. So
1: yeah, I don't have anywhere near the trepidation. They can just combust and collapse at any point, just like we can.
0: As can so. we. As can <laughs> we.
1: <laughs> that doesn't scare me at all. Right. Bring them on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, And I think that's a good place to end it Just bring them on And uh, let's hope for the best But maybe expect a little bit of the worst No, let's, let's just hope for the best um, Only for the best That's right Andrew, thank you so much for joining me I appreciate you taking the time And uh, I look forward to potentially celebrating next week with you
1: Yes Thank you for so much for having me on uh, It's been great And it's good to, to talk with an Arsenal fan because, you know, living, living with these <laughs> people is, is a stress. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't be something I could do. You're a better man than I, but uh, <laughs> thanks again, Andrew. And uh, I'm sure we will talk soon.
1: All right. Cheers, Mike.
0: Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the podcast today. And thank you especially to my guest, Andrew, for joining. If you like the podcast, make sure to follow on Twitter and Instagram at US pod and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and also leave a five star review if you feel so inclined. But folks, I can't wait until the next podcast. I have a feeling that we will be celebrating an FA Cup victory over Chelsea, securing our place in the Europa League and most importantly, securing silverware. Let's hope we can look back on this season as the season that the Mikel Arteta revolution began. I look forward to celebrating with you all next week. But until then, and as always, come on you gunners!